Vibrant Life episode 30. I'm Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach with a master's in health psychology and I'm a fitness instructor. So today, which is Monday, December 13th, 2021, we're going to discuss blood sugar versus ketones and tracking those things and why I actually prefer to see people track their blood sugar or glucose versus ketones. I do a lot of keto coaching. Um, specifically, I do keto for women groups, but I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, men and women, typically women. But within those groups and programs, we do talk about ketones. I like for people to be aware of them. And let me just explain really quick. When you are going low carb, and you don't even have to go like full on keto, but when you are going low carb, your body runs out of the glucose that we're constantly putting in it because on the standard American diet, the carbs are out of control. <laughs> there are so many carbs that we put in our body. And so we use carbs or glucose for our main source of fuel. So I think some people think blood sugar and they think sugar, but carbs is glucose within, the, within our body. That's what our body processes it as. Therefore, if you if even if you don't eat sugar, if you're just doing heavy carbs, you could have high blood sugar. So, when we stop feeding our bodies sugar, carbs, glucose, the whole thing, um, constantly, then we run out of that excess fuel and we dive into our own fat stores, which we like, right? And our bodies will also start producing ketones, which is just another source of fuel. And people sometimes freak out about that a little bit. It's probably less than it was when I first started several years ago because there's more awareness and education. So it's kind of more mainstream, but people get nervous about keto, um, ketoacidosis, which is something that is not, you cannot reach that level of ketones nutritionally. That is something that is going on when you have something metabolically wrong and you likely have type one diabetes and you are not following the protocol you're supposed to be following, taking your insulin, things like that. So just take that off the table. That's not something that you're gonna, going to be dealing with with a ketogenic protocol, period. So anyway, so ketones are actually quite therapeutic. Um, in fact, um, it was, the ketogenic diet was actually kind of like created, discovered years and years and years and years ago. And it was for, well, kids, I believe, who had epilepsy. And so it can be really, really therapeutic and protective um, for situations like that. But there's a lot of other things. Like I notice this a lot w within myself and also clients. You get more energy going on. You have more focus, less brain fog. You might notice inflammation systemically reducing, which is huge because blood sugar, high blood sugar creates inflammation. So obviously lowering your blood sugar is going to reduce the inflammation, which, you know, autoimmune stuff, you guys, comes from inflammation systemically. So that's for another show. <laughs> but if you're if you do have an autoimmune condition, reducing the inflammation in your body is the number one thing to do. And you can absolutely start with blood sugar. That is like 
that that's where I would go first. So ketones can really actually help you with your muscle recovery also. And also, you know, things like dementia and Alzheimer's, things like that. It's very, ketones are very brain protective, I'll say. Without going into like lots of details, you should look it up because there are so many little sciencey words that I can throw at you, but really um, it's super, ketones are super protective of the brain, but it's not just the things that the, the ketones are doing, but it's also, again, removing that inflammation and all the junk and the garbage. There's something called autophagy. So our cells, when they like cycle through life, they die off and other cells will like eat the die off. That die off causes inflammation. If we're constantly feeding our bodies, our bodies do not have the time to do all that cleanup. So by doing something like keto and getting like all that excess fuel out, you're actually allowing your body to go through that process of autophagy, which helps with all these like mitochondrial health and things like that, that um, our brains need in order to function properly and not have all that inflammation. It's coming from just, you know, garbage within your system floating around because with the standard American lifestyle, we're just like, all day every day just constantly eating and eating crap so ketones can help you improve your mood and then uh support heart health all the things so that's one that's number one ketones are amazing and therapeutic but they're not going to necessarily help you lose weight so this is something that i run into or i have run into several times where I'm coaching a group or I'm coaching a client and they're like, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight and my ketones are blah, blah, blah. And so they keto harder so that their ketones go up more, but that's not going to make you lose weight. What is going on is something that we need to dig deeper with. And so people get like so focused on this thing with the ketones. And again, they're great for all these things, but if your body is not responding, you might have um, hormone imbalance, you might have blood sugar issues and therefore insulin resistance, which is just being very, very stubborn for a number of reasons that we have to dive into. So being stuck on those ketones is not going to help the situation. We really have to dive deeper. And that's really number two. So number one is ketones are amazing, but they won't necessarily help you lose weight. And number two is people get hyper-focused on the ketones and we really need to dive deeper and peel back the layers and look at what's going on underneath. So number three, blood sugar can be tested in a way that allows us to see how our body reacts to certain foods and certain like maybe stress, lack of sleep. So I'm just going to show you really quick. This is actually not my blood sugar meter. That is inside because I've really been um, testing my own and um, seeing how my body reacts to things because I'm a nerd like that. But a blood a blood um, sugar meter looks very much like a blood ketone meter. This is Keto Mojo. Um, which this one actually, yeah, it's, they're a little more expensive, but you, they actually now, they didn't do this when I first started with them, put out one that does um, glucose and ketones. So if you're like wanting to know both, cool. And you can order this from their site, just type in Keto Mojo. But the, the blood meter that I have was like 20 bucks on Amazon. I couldn't even tell you what brand it is. I don't know. I don't remember, but same 
type of idea. Let's see if, yeah, this battery <clears throat> is dead, pardon me. But what you do is you get a little strip, which they come in these little containers. Mine's empty. I haven't tested my ketones in ages, but you, you put the little strip on this end, it'll turn on, and then you, you kind of, you engage the little, there's a needle inside of here. I'm sure a lot of people have done these before. And then I like to use my pinky because it's like the softest place and poke. I hate needles, but this is not a big deal at all. If I can do it, you can do it. Then you just put your little drop into that um, strip and it registers and tells you where your blood sugar is. So the problem with just going and getting your blood sugar done at the doctor's office is that you're just getting a one and done. So when you're testing throughout the day, you're gonna see where you're at when you wake up, which it's gonna be a little higher when you wake up because our cortisol is higher in the morning, waking us up, that's a good thing. When our cortisol is higher, our blood sugar is higher. So it's known as the dawn, dawn effect, I believe. Anyway, so dawn, like morning, not a big deal. The thing is, the thing that we want to see is as you track throughout the day that your blood sugar is kind of like this and not up and down, not these big spikes. And if you're trying to lower it, that over time it'll lower without just bam all the way down. You will feel that and it won't be good. So in the morning it might be a little bit higher. And then what you really, what's really interesting is to test like two hours after you have something to eat. And that can be very indicative of how does my body respond to this particular food? And we're all different. Somebody might be able to handle rice versus somebody else who can't, like their blood sugar might go crazy with that. Or, you know, I heard somebody say recently that um, ice cream doesn't impact their blood sugar as much as they would think versus like whatever, beans, whatever. So, and there are a lot of different reasons for that, but one is just that we're different. We have different like enzymes going on in our bodies, different hormones going on in our bodies. Um, and then, you know, different stress levels and things like that. So I do find it really important to see where you are throughout the day, because if you just go to the doctor and usually it's, you know, fasting when they do your blood glucose, but it might be that you're stressed out because you're getting your blood drawn or you haven't slept well or on and on, you know, so you're just getting this one little snapshot and that doesn't really show you where you're at to, um, in total. So you will want to, if you're trying to figure out where you're at and you just order one, um, order a little meter, you will want to test throughout the day when you wake up and then maybe before a meal, two hours after, um, several times throughout the day. And then you can average those out and then you'll see on average where you're at. And then I would do that. You know, I've been testing for a couple of weeks now um, because mine was actually a little higher than I thought. And I've gotten that under control and the scale actually has um, shown me that I've gotten it under control. Aside from food, I kind of already mentioned it, but stress and sleep, those are things that can really impact your blood sugar. And so you might notice that and that's something that's hopefully gonna be motivating to you to kind of rein those things in a little bit. Blood sugar testing, this is number four, is cheaper than testing your ketones. So, you know, I would say if you're gonna do one or the other, do blood sugar and that's just one big reason. So the meter itself, I mean, they might be more comparable now than they were, um, but the one, I spent like $50 on this one and it did come with some strips. I mean, it came with this whole little 
kit. Um, and this was like a couple years ago, but the strips are much more expensive. They're usually like a couple of dollars versus blood glucose strips. So like I actually just ordered some more and I probably got like a hundred of them for like $16 versus just look it up. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. I mean, I will say with ketones, you're not, you're not going to test as often and please don't because people get obsessed with it. And I just, I don't think that's a good idea, but still it's just cheaper. Blood sugar is cheaper. So the last thing, having balanced blood, blood sugar is so important for everybody. So not just, you know, people who are doing the ketogenic protocol. Um, it's important for everybody. Diabetes in our country is out of control, out of control, along with, you know, just autoimmune stuff in general. And like I said before, inflammation is at the root of autoimmune and blood sugar is a piece of that puzzle. So let's chat really quick about causes of high blood sugar. So, because it's not just about food and we already talked about, it's not just about sugar, it's about carbs and having that imbalance of protein, fat to carbs. So if you're heavy on the carbs, which that's how we've, that's how I grew up. I did the low fat, you know, high carb diet and um, my blood sugar was like this all the time. And I remember worse than even just getting hangry. I remember times of almost like blacking out, you know, cause my, my blood sugar was low and I just didn't even, I just thought I was being healthy. I didn't realize not getting enough of the right micronutrients can cause high blood sugar. There are certain micronutrients that are, um, specific to this. So certain antioxidants, quercetin, does that sound familiar? Uh, curcumin. So the word I can't really say, which is in wine, but it's because it comes from grapes, resveratrol. I can't really say that. You guys will know what I mean. Certain things like that, the EGCG in green tea helps to reduce blood sugar and therefore inflammation. Um, but also you guys, uh, you've probably heard me talk about magnesium. Magnesium can really help balance your blood sugar. If you're not taking magnesium, like I just like, it makes me twitch. That's something everybody needs to be taking. So magnesium is much harder to get nowadays because it's harder to get in our foods, but we also have a higher toxin load in our lives and that can deplete the magnesium. So we all need to be taking magnesium. There are lots of different kinds. Don't let it, you know, don't let it overwhelm you. The biggest thing to remember is do not use magnesium oxide. And I'm telling you like 99% of the time, somebody says, oh, I have magnesium or it's in my multi or whatever. And they go and they look at their bottle in their cabinet and it's magnesium oxide because it's cheap. So it's used all the time. The problem with that, it's not going to do anything bad, but it's not going to do much good either because it's maybe absorbed like 4%. So you're not going to experience the benefits that you need. So there are different kinds like glycinate, citrate, that one you need to go easy on because it has some gastrointestinal, you know, side effects or benefits depending on who you are and what you need. 
but that one is still, that one's a good one. Um, malate is good. I noticed that for me, that really helps with muscle recovery, soreness. And then three and eight is really good if you're somebody who has migraines. Now, all of them are. Like if you have migraines, that's one thing that I will say, please, please, please make sure you're getting magnesium and 400 plus milligrams. You can go over in magnesium and it's not going to be toxic to your body. So low magnesium is a cause for high blood sugars. If your sleep is poor, if you have gut issues, if you're like gut issues might be because you're eating gluten and it's causing um, gut dysbiosis, which you might not even, I'm not saying that you're noticing gastrointestinal issues, but you might have leaky gut. Therefore, things are getting into your bloodstream that shouldn't be. And gluten is a huge culprit of that. Certain medications can cause high blood sugar and gut issues. Smoking, there are so many things. And then not getting enough healthy fats. I still feel like some people are afraid of fat because we've been taught to be and um, where sugar should have been to blame. And then also like now we have this high carb, you know, situation going on, which causes high blood sugar. So in a nutshell, those are the five reasons I would prefer people to focus on blood sugar versus ketones. And I will tell you on a personal level, um, I can see some of these things, you know, I, I've been keto for gosh, maybe like four years, but I go on and off. And when I go off, I don't like just jump off the bridge and, you know, have all the things because I don't feel good when I do that. And I have autoimmune stuff and my body will tell me not to do that. But I will do things like have more gluten-free carbs or, you know, things like that. Um, I will have treats every once in a while. I believe in balance. My body doesn't say screw you if I've had a treat at all. So um, it's just something that over time, if I keep doing that, then it's not a good situation. Anyway, so I had gone more like low carb. I won't say paleo because I do dairy, but kind of paleo, paleo with dairy. And um, just wasn't, I was snacking more. That's one thing. If we're eating con constantly, then your blood sugar is constantly going to be elevated and your insulin is constantly going to be elevated. So I think, um, really, I think it was the snacking more and stress and sleep that were getting me. So I've really um, worked on all of those and my body is responding beautifully and I feel so good and I want for you to feel good too. So that's all I have for you. If you have anything that you would like to add, then please um, comment or message me. I do have a Keto for Women group starting in January. I don't, I haven't put out the date yet, but I do feel like people need to get through the holidays. Um, January 3rd is what I'm aiming for. So if you're interested, you can absolutely message me and I can put you on the notification list. And we will go from there. And in my groups, we talk about all of this stuff. We don't just focus on keeping your carbs low or whatever, which I'm sorry, but it kind of irritates me because I like to see an overall picture of good health. And so we do talk about toxins. We do talk about stress. We do talk about sleep. We talk about hormones. We talk about blood sugar and all the things. So you guys have a fantastic evening and I will chat with you later. Uh-huh. Yeah.
like a party. 